Church Podcast, a discussion of God's extraordinary works through His ordinary ways. My name is Winston Weber, and today we have Pastor Andrew McNeil. How's it going, Andrew? Good, Winston. Thank you for letting me come with you today. Absolutely. Happy to have you on and glad that we get to talk about a pretty important topic when it comes to the Christian life. So today, I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about how we can know Christ better. That's kind of the whole goal of the Christian life is to know Christ on a deeper, more spiritual level. And yet, look, I I read my Bible, I pray, I go to church, I, I try to do the right thing, but, you know, I, I just don't feel close to Christ. So what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's something every believer feels at one time or another and something that has been on my mind recently. And even just a couple weeks ago, somebody asked me that and Really, it started a couple years ago. A pastor friend asked me that exact question, and uh, it's been kicking around in my brain for a while, and um, I got to study it a little bit more recently, and I was really struck by how important this idea of union with Christ is for believers, the idea that we are united with Christ, that he is in us and we are in him. And that's maybe not language that we use a ton in our everyday life, but it's language that Paul especially uses all the time. And so just uh, trying to think through and flesh out some of these ideas in our daily life, I think can, can help us to understand how to to have that close, intimate relationship with Christ. And so, yeah, just kind of talking through some of those, it stems all from the reality that we are united to Christ. We are made one with him, both because he chose us from eternity past and because of what he did on the cross. We are are spiritually united with him in his death, in his resurrection. And when we are saved and justified, we become one with Christ and we will experience that forever. But there, there are things that we can do now here on earth that, that help us to experience that more, more fully now. And so I think some of those things we could list out, we could say by knowing him, by obeying him, by conversing with him, and by abiding with him. So that's all great. I, I, I appreciate all that you're sharing with us, and I, I agree with you. But here's the thing. like we, We've talked about this on the podcast before of hearing the voice of God and how that differs from what some people would say as an audible voice from God and hearing from him. And that's certainly a more, more personal relationship than, you know, just kind of reading a letter from someone else and maybe praying. And it just seems so intangible if, if you get what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. how does that translate into a a real relationship with Christ? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, this is essentially exactly what the disciples are asking Jesus on the night before he is crucified. He says that he's going to the father and they respond basically by saying you know we why can't we follow you <laughs> our relationship is going to to change and jesus comes back and basically responds with sort of an outline for how they are going to have a relationship with him and so the key there is that he's going to send the helper which which we would say is the holy spirit and so um the fact that we have the holy spirit inside of us again that's not a physical reality you can't find the holy spirit inside your 
body. But the fact that the idea there is is a close union spiritually with the spirit, that allows us to have an even closer relationship with Christ than were we face to face with him on earth in some senses. Well, here, let me ask you this then, because I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to you know, be mean to you. I'm not trying to, you know, beat you up, but I, I kind of want clarity because this seems uh, like a nebulous type issue. I, I have the Holy Spirit. I I know that He is working in me. I have Scripture, and that's great. So basically, it comes down to: Can we know Christ? Can we have a genuine relationship with Him if all we have is a book? Yeah, I I think I think we do need to to concede in a sense that the relationship we have with Christ now is not the same as the relationship we will have when we see him face to face. In the sense that even the Apostle Paul talks about how we long for the day when we'll see him face to face. That's what makes the new heavens and the new earth so incredible. And so there is a sense in which in in a cursed and in a fallen world, we are not experiencing the fullness of a relationship with Christ that we'll have on the new earth. And yet, because we have the spirit indwelling us, we we can have a special relationship with Christ. His disciples at one point ask him, how are you going to manifest yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus answers, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. And so we we use the, the theological term of of the Spirit's indwelling in believers, um, that he lives with us. And so, you know, if you want, we can talk more practically about what we do as believers to sort of experience the the benefits of that union and that indwelling. But well, that's the core idea. Yeah, and I, I do want to get to the practical nature of it, but I, I, I can't help but feel that there's a – there's supposed to be a feeling, you know, love is a feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that that's the sort of thing that I, I'm supposed to experience on a an, an emotional level. Mm-hmm. And I guess my question is, is is the only emotion that I'm supposed to get really I, I, I come back to this is if I were to have a book on my wife, right, that tells me all the things that my wife likes and what she enjoys and how she would best feel loved but I never see her. I never speak to her. I never – do I truly love her, right? Like that that would be my question is can yeah. I take that same analogy and apply it to God and if, if not, why? Yeah. No, I, I'm going to answer your analogy with an analogy. Oh, great. Um, I think I – think- most of us have heard stories of these people that will um, essentially fall in love via being pen pals yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or emails. Like we have a couple in our church, the, the Holtz, that, that essentially uh, fell in love via email. And so I do think it is absolutely possible to get to know a person through written communication and even fall in love with that person. Back to what you were saying, though, about the emotional component. Um, I think it's extremely important to emphasize that that the emotions are involved in the Christian life and they're vital. They aren't the primary driver. The emotions are are fueled and informed by the truth. And so, in fact, that's, that's sort of the first main practical step that I would encourage people, if you want to, to experience that union with Christ more, I don't know, obviously or clearly, uh, you, you have to know him. And I think, I think a lot of times we become satisfied with a very shallow knowledge of Christ. Um, it, it, we, we know enough to know that we're saved and going to heaven 
and that's enough. That can that can be damaging for our souls. We we also get used to playing around with sort of trivial entertainment in our culture. And after a while, your soul just gets used to being entertained by a 20-minute sitcom um, when it was designed to know an eternal person. Mm. And so the more that we get to know Christ and who he is as king and as savior and as Lord and as sacrifice and as substitute and on and on and on and all of the the facets of who he is, our soul, that our appetite grows. And so we just pile the wood on the fire by learning more about who this person is. And then we beg God to give us the emotions as well. And, and they do follow. Mm. Yeah, I think that is absolutely the case. We recently here at Grace, we're going through Romans. And it's interesting because we just reached the end of chapter 11 and are starting chapter 12, which is kind of that break between doctrine and then application. And they come to the point of the end of Romans chapter 11, where we have just been dumped on with all this doctrine, all this heavy, heavy doctrine. And what you see is Paul doesn't just immediately go into application. Instead, he pauses and he goes, oh, the depths of the riches of God, the abundance of his grace. And he just He's overwhelmed by the truth of what he's just written. Just a follow-up thought on that and this whole idea of emotions and knowledge and how those two interact. I don't mean to put it too strongly, but I think it is, at least in my own heart, very dangerous as a believer when we start assuming we know or understand scripture or certain passages or certain stories because we get sloppy. And we start to think, well, I've read that, I know that, and I didn't really have an emotional kind of response to that. And then we move on. And and I guess the conviction in my own heart uh, is growing more and more that if I haven't had a proper emotional response to a truth, I don't really get that truth. Mm. That, that truth hasn't really, uh, I haven't really known it the way I thought I've known it. That scripture that seems boring to me that has to do with my lack of understanding. And so a genuine knowledge, when it comes to to the person of God, a genuine knowledge of him, of his works, of his ways, that that will lead to an emotional response as a pattern of life. Mm. Not every single time. It doesn't mean we don't have dry days, dry seasons, dry years even, but, but there is an emotional response that is appropriate to the beauty of the truth that's in scripture. So to pull that back to our topic of knowing Christ more mm. and and loving him more deeply, how on a practical level can I do that? I know now mm. that my knowledge informs my emotions and that's what drives me, but now I, I you know, I got all this passion, what do I right, do with right, it? Right, right. So yeah, I kind of, I think I mentioned it at the beginning. I broke it down into to knowing him, conversing with him, obeying him, and abiding in him. But just to sort of zero in practically on that knowing him idea that we've been hitting on, I think an idea that might be, be helpful is that if we want to know Christ, we have the source in Scripture. We know where to go. But I think it often will be boiled down to read your Bible. You know, and then and then we do that and we don't have the emotional response or whatever else and, and we feel frustrated. Something that has been helpful for me is to to be reminded that 
it's not just the words on the page. There's no magic in that if I read a chapter of scripture, I'm automatically going to change. It is it is the truth that the scripture is containing. When that grips me, that is what changes me. And so, uh, again, practically, the idea isn't just read your Bible. The idea is do whatever it takes to get the truth of scripture saturating and gripping your heart and your soul. That can come through listening to the Bible, can come through reading it. It can come through studying it closely on your own. It can come through singing the scripture. It can come through books that people have written. It can come through fellowship with other believers who are taking those scriptural truths and helping apply them to your life and talking through them. It can come through uh, goodness. Nowadays, we have access to to lectures and preaching and audio and all kinds of ways. Uh, podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> podcasts. Um, all kinds of ways where the truth of scripture is being communicated and funneled. And we want to get that into our mind and into our thinking and into our heart. And so uh, I think it is helpful to remember the goal is to get the truth of scripture inculcated into our being. And we want to understand it and know it and know the person of Christ revealed in it. And so I think it can stifle us to just say, okay, I need to read my Bible and move forward. Mm. Um, if I read my Bible and I'm not understanding it, I want to I want to dive deeper and dig harder and and try to understand what it's saying because without understanding I'm never going to I'm never going to experience that closeness with Christ. And that's an incredibly important truth that you just kind of not glossed over in the in a because you think it's meaningless, but it you glossed over or glanced over it because it it's such a core belief of what we know to be true about scripture is that we can know what it mm-hmm. says. Mm-hmm. We can actually know exactly what God wants us to know and do. And so that's an important point that I I just wanted to highlight real quick. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Andrew. I really appreciate what you've said. You know, we we need to be satisfied with what he's given us. We need to be satisfied and not just – I guess not just satisfied, but – fully indulgent in the fact that our God has given us such a intimate letter and intimate knowledge into exactly what he wants, who he is, and what he wants us to do. So any closing thoughts on that before we go? Yeah, I would just, um, if this is something you're uh, struggling with or interested in, the book of John and particularly John 14 and 15, read those, study those. There's there's much more. We didn't dive into it all today, um, but just talking about prayer is another way we experience that union with Christ, obeying him. He explicitly talks about that and abiding in him. And so just great chapters to study. I would just encourage you, if you are struggling with this, that, that you can as a believer, experience a, a close union with Christ and, and, and feel close to him. That is, that is a good and right and normal thing for a believer. And um, the Bible says that we can have that. And so um, if you're not having that, there, there's hope. There's hope for you in Christ. There's hope for you in the gospel. And so don't be discouraged. Press on to know the Lord. Excellent. Thank you so much, Andrew. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Winston. If you want to email us, you can do so at ordinarychurch at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you or get topic suggestions on what we should do in future episodes, but we really hope that this episode was beneficial to you in finding out how you can better serve Christ and know Christ on an emotional, deep level. So we hope you'll join us next Thursday as we remain faithful, even in the ordinary.